Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. when they went on vacation. <laughs> I can't believe, I don't think I've told you this. So my parents go on vacation to Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. They fly in through Fort Lauderdale where they're going to spend a couple days, right? Uh, you know, with all the spring breakers, which is great. They saw they saw so many thongs, so many thongs, like more than birdcage. They weren't ready for that. She's like, everybody is naked. Uh she is getting nervous about traveling now at this point in her life. She's getting weird, you know? And I had gone back to Boston to do a couple shows, so I saw them the night before they flew out. And already she's getting worked up. I'm like, you're going on vacation. Didn't I tell you this? That she was like, Did, stop me if I'm repeating myself. About, she goes, I just don't like flying. And I said, well, what part don't you like? You don't like taking off. No, no, I actually like that part. That's actually all right. Oh. And I was like, okay, so landing. You get nervous landing. Oh, no, no, I enjoy that. Actually, that's a very, very enjoyable part. And I was like, so you don't like the middle part? No, actually, I kind of like that because then I can look out the window and you get to see all the things. So if I was like, then I've just explained every section <laughs> of the flight process to you. What part don't you like? Is it the airport? No, no, I like the airport because then I like to look around. I like to get myself a coffee and stuff like that. And what part doesn't she like? She she doesn't like the in-between part where she feels like something could go wrong because she's not near a hospital. She lives in fear of not being near a doctory type area or her own home. She's getting very housebound. And the past two years have not made the situation any better for sure. like a lot of people. But she's... She gets weird about, she's like, I think anything can happen up there. And I'm like, True. it's a two and a half hour flight. What's, what's going to happen in two and a half hours? Both engines fail. Why did I say it out water. loud? No, but like odds are once it, it's either on takeoff or landing. If something's going to happen to a plane, ta-da. It's not about what's happening <clears> to the plane. It's about what could potentially happen to her in this time that she's in the air. Okay. And I said, what's going to happen? Now, I shouldn't have said that because instantly you say, what could go wrong? And every evil god gets on a cloud and they're like, <laughs> everybody starts twisting a mustache. Sure. So she is perpetually dehydrated. We are fainters in our family. Oh, God. I know. So they wake up early to get to the airport. And I, it was like 4.30 in the morning and I hear them rolling around. So I go downstairs. She's all excited to fly. She's oh, got they're her- not rolling around because they're fucking? <laughs> Ew, stop it. You just said Why rolling do you do around. that? What? You no. said rolling around. Rolling around the house. Like, pop, Who pop, ro- pop, what are they, pop, Weeble Wobbles? Yes, no. rolling down the stairs. Sucking on gin and juice. But then I see her, and she's all excited. She's got her pretty woman outfit on. That's what she says. I'm wearing my pretty woman travel outfit. It is, is basically it the, is Julia the, Roberts in the last scene. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking like the black boots <laughs> oh God, and like the black skirt yes. and the blue top. And, and the, the blazer. Yeah. <laughs> That's your mom getting ready. This is my pretty woman travel outfit. Wow, that is some travel outfit. I don't know what I didn't think about. I never would equate it. It's either that or or the red gown. 
<laughs> this is my travel outfit. My pretty woman travel outfit. Just the the the, 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 red, the the red opera gown or the hooker <laughs> mini skirt and top. With the, with the white and blue dress <laughs> yeah. with the sides cut out. What yeah. would you do? <laughs> At 4.30 in the morning, I'd go to turn the corner. I wear my pretty woman travel outfit. I think the boots are a bit much, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but nice wig. You're going to have to take that blazer off before you go through the metal detector. <laughs> and the she unzips her boots and all the condoms fall Man, out. You... <laughs> so she keeps them in the movie. All the condoms are in her boots. Can you take your hat off, ma'am? <laughs> Can you take your chauffeur hat off? Can you leave anything on, ma'am? Leave it all on. It's the final outfit when, when he goes up the the fire escape to get her and she's wearing like a black blazer and a sensible white shirt and some I don't know jeans yeah. or something right. but she's wearing black leggings my mother it's my pretty woman outfit <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe the last that's maybe not even an outfit that I even remember <laughs> Jesus so cut to they go to the airport they check or in is it the polka dot dress from <laughs> the, the, the polo <laughs> tournament <laughs> She's literally picking up the most obscure outfit from Pretty Woman. <laughs> like, are we talking about the Kitaluka outfit, which is like the miniskirt and the denim jacket? No. <laughs> like, oh, are you talking about when they ate the hot dogs in the park and they weren't wearing shoes? <laughs> like, it could have been any Is it when she's going shopping? She has the white dress and the white, black and white hat on? Is, is it that when what she fends about? off Stucky's advances? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's like, this oh, you know, from the deleted scene. Oh, oh that outfit. Oh, that okay. pretty woman outfit. <laughs> I'm talking about the music video with Roy Orbison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, oh, very she, different. She's just as Roy Orbison <laughs> getting out of play. I would expect Why that are you in all black with us? Why is your hair black all of a sudden? Those are really dark sunglasses. Ma'am, you have to check your guitar. <laughs> I don't even know how to play it. (laughs) It's not a guitar. It's all condoms. That's funny. (laughs) That's so funny to me. (laughs) So so she goes on the flight and, you know, we're tracking because we all track. We do the little flight tracker thing. I see that they've landed and she texts me. She goes, landed. By the way, I fainted twice and I wet myself. Gross. And I thought she was kidding. I said, ha ha. And she's like, not really. Did she wet herself because she fainted? She fa- Yes, that's what happens in our family. Sometimes we faint so hard we pee our pants. Mm, what a wonderful trait. Alive. That and the jowls. I want to thank my parents for lovely genetic dispositions. It came true. It came true. She literally, I feel like she partially willed herself into this. Partially, she never drinks water. So she was wicked dehydrated. She's in the air. It's like a it's pressurized cabin. Herself. You know, I that she was like, I didn't drink water, so this wouldn't happen. So I wouldn't be peeing during the flight. Yeah. Well, guess what? She had a you, reserve. Yes, yeah, you, you always have a reserve. You're like a camel. You know, yeah. it's in there somewhere. Yeah. It's in your third hump. And she passed out and she peed all over the seat. And I said, who's going to get 4D? You know, do we, do they know about this? I said, did you tell the people that you, she's like, no, I just told them I fainted, but I didn't. And then she had to sit in the pee seat. 
Ma'am, well, can you move to 5P? <laughs> luckily, she had that pretty woman uh, trench coat that she was wearing. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, in a red gown, it's really hard to hide. But if she was wearing the brown and white polka dot dress, it would be I mean, a different it'd be scene. Fine. <laughs> so she passed out and peed. She passed out in her seat and she peed. Yeah, so she was sitting in her seat. And what she does sometimes when she faints is that she faints like on my father, who's sitting next to her. So she fainted on him. And I don't know when the pee thing happened, if it happened the second time around. But then she had to, like, she had to just basically sit in her own film. <laughs> and I said, you have to get off that plane. Like, when she was like, I gotta go. You gotta get off and go right to, you know, duty-free, duty-full, indeed. Yeah. And I do mean duty. And get yourself some new pants. And she had to go and get, and it ruined her pretty woman outfit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Now you have sweatpants that say juicy on them. <laughs> juicy indeed. Yeah. Juicy and wet. I hope they said like f- spring break Fort Lauderdale just down the left leg or something. They're like cleaning. They're like, or, like throwing out all the trash. It, what the, the fuck? What's in here? It's, a, it's like cat piss. Wait, what is what's that? in this bag? Is this is this a pretty woman outfit? <laughs> <laughs> the blonde wig. And the I think it's so funny. Yeah. So yes, that's a that's a little moth update. So now she she's traveling back today. We don't have her on, on the moth report, but we'll have to what ask her about it next time. Would you? Oh, yeah. So tell me about Pretty Woman. Yeah. What other uh, uh, Hollywood outfits do you have in your closet? Didn't Richard Gere like to be peed on? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That. I don't want to start rumors <laughs> and talk late. out of school. But here we are. Um, so I have no, I have notes and I also have, um, what we're going to be talking about in the upcoming episodes. Cause I did some. Oh my, you did some deep diving. Somebody's been <laughs> motivated or bored at work. Yes. All of the, so above. the Academy Awards are this weekend, I believe. <gasps> Didn't even know. Right. Didn't even know. So the, the award shows are obviously are on the decline because no one cares anymore. No. It's not like when we were growing up and like the Entertainment Weekly came out and you were so fucking excited yes. about everything. You wanted to know like behind the scenes. And now it's like, I really don't care because I think we know too much anyway. Yes. So the internet has not... ruined the mystique of Hollywood. Yes. And we have been through such crap that I feel like we don't want to sit and listen to rich people pat themselves on the back. I, I think would that if, that's I didn't, a problem. if I didn't hear, if if we didn't have like Instagram and Facebook and like yeah. all that stuff where it's like, it's no longer interesting or fun. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't want to hear from you anymore. You've oversaturated. Correct. And then I was thinking about um, the, like the annoying people. Like, the, like, well, the most, where do we begin? like the most annoying actors and actresses that people like, no one wants to see them at an award show in a movie anymore. I was watching no. WeWork. What's that? We, oh, my we, God. We Crash with Anne Trashaway and... Uh, I was literally going to say the Anne Hathaway yeah. syndrome. Yes. AHS. We put her on a boat and we shipped her off after Les Mis in her rehearsed humility speech. Yes. Which everybody hates. But, you know, it's... You know who's fast... Who's, who's like in the race of annoying people uh, on her horse, coming in third, coming up over, over on the right to next to her and trash away is Lady Gaga. I agree. The Gaga. Gaga. Gagoat! I am done with you. Because after House of Gucci, I was like, okay, 
if I took out all of the masturbatory pauses in this movie alone, that would be an hour and 10 minutes. Get over yourself. And another rehearsed speech. It's like it goes back to uh, whatever she did with the Bradley Cooper when they were like, are we, aren't we, are we, aren't we? Uh, Star is born. Mm -hmm. And when somebody spliced together that that remix of her being fake humble. There's a hundred people. There could be a hundred people in the room and only one take, and all it takes is one. And they re- Mixed it a thousand times. Yes, and then I, and then I went to go see it live because I was a voter. I was a SAG voter. Can we say this now? It's safe. Sure. We're past it. So you have these like benefits of SAG voting, and one yes. of them was uh, that you could go and see like premieres of things and I see a Q and A with the cast. And I wanted to get up there and just go take a glove off and be like, shut up, stop believing your own hype. You're very small. I enjoy your hair. Now go. Stop thinking you're everything. Are you gonna are you gonna attempt to like see any of this? I didn't even know it was happening. See what? The any Academy. of these Academy Awards type things. Are they even doing it with an audience anymore? I think so. Remember last time or last year when they were like, We're just gonna have a simple ceremony that was the most awkward thing anybody has ever seen. It was like a the Viking funeral. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, it was, everybody in the room's like, "Should we clap? Should I wear my mask? Should I virtue signal? What do I do?" It was basically at the Time Out Lounge at the Time Hotel on 49th Street. Like, <laughs> you so can small. walk by and just look in the You're windows. Like, oh hey, oh sorry, you didn't win again. There's a lot of famous oh people God. in this room. What's happening here tonight? Yeah, no, awkward. And there wasn't Francis McDormand like that. If Francis McDormand is the highlight of the night, someone pulled her out of the ashtray and was like, "You're on." Oh. Put her back together. Start gluing together Frances McDormand. It's the Academy Awards, ladies and gents. Where have you been hiding inside the vacuum bag? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know they still had vacuum bags. I just bags. needed a nap. I just didn't want to be around all Electrolux. these Electrolux. Yeah. Wow. Um, speaking of Viking funeral. Yeah. Been a lot of people dying this week, huh? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I say Viking funeral because somebody posted that they actually want to have one. So, of course, I looked it up uh-huh. because you know how we're obsessed with what, what's going to happen to our bodies once we die. And uh, you're going to be put in a wood chipper and I'm going to be made into a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. but not told anybody. We've secretly replaced Patrick's regular bottle of Merlot with Erin. <laughs> Let's see what happens. We've changed the reg- regular cup of coffee with new improved Sanka. <laughs> What the fuck is this? This is just, what is this shit? <laughs> no, literally, it's her ass. You're oh. drinking her ass. Enjoy. Uh, she pairs well with the soft cheese. Mm. Uh, but my friend did say he was going to have a Viking funeral. And I was like, what is in a Viking funeral? And he was totally sincere. He was like, I'm honestly going to do a Viking funeral. Is that when you set someone on fire? Yes, but then you put them on a boat. Uh-huh. But then you like set the boat on fire. But if you look further in, you got to put a virgin on the boat too. What? What unlucky bitch. <laughs> How do you pick that one? I thought we were just going for a catamaran. <laughs> There's not even You invited me here. to P-Town. I don't understand. It smells funny out here. What the? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Is it barbecue time? But it's March. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, You guys, hey. Uh, she pulls out her cell phone. I think this guy's dead. <laughs> He's not talking like at all. And he looks really gray. Yeah, and he pulled the sheet over his head. So I don't know if it's something I said or if it's my breath or it's because I didn't bring anything. I don't know. There's I these just... little jars out here and I looked in one and it looks like a liver, but 
I don't know. It smells like kerosene. And I don't know why I took my underwear off to come out here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they asked me to clean myself before I boarded this ship. But my God. Also, this boat is like from Castaway. There's not a lot to it. I don't. I don't even have like a, like an ironic lip or like eye situation. I wasn't I'm just ready out here for with Sam's makeup. I know. I thought I was gonna take pictures for the gram. I mean, I feel like I'm in a Drew Barrymore movie in the '90s. You I guys just have... lit me on fire. I don't understand. <laughs> Thank God I had the wherewithal to jump out. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Uh, do you think they tell the Virgin before they pick her? They're like, here's what what's gonna happen. I I doubt it because I can't imagine like yeah I'll go oh yeah sounds good yeah all right this is how it ends I saw a meme the other day where the Virgin Mary is actually was actually thirteen or fourteen years old is that correct I would imagine because the life expectancy was like twenty if you lived until you were thirty in Jesus times you were so let me this rocked my world because like every. Growing up, every picture or statue of the Virgin Mary, she's about like, I would say like 35, 40 years old. Right? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Right. She's 13. So we've been looking at pictures of her when she's 13 years old. But we have to make it palatable, you know, in the same way that Jesus is ripped. Now, think about, think about you, you. If you going, had a 13 year old virgin and you see like a picture of a pregnant 13 year old, you're not like, well, that is a savior's mom. You're like, that is. Lives in a double wide this in Florida. is inappropriate. And I certainly wouldn't be like, you think about it now, it's like everyone who gets married, then they, uh, the uh, the um, brides go up and they kneel before the Virgin Mary for whatever part of the ceremony it is. And, and <laughs> I like it. Like, we're so not familiar with any ceremony. 13 years old. You're twice her age. What the fuck are you looking to the Virgin Mary for, for advice? She didn't know. Hey, hey, girl, hey. I'm about to get married. Do you have any, like, words of wisdom? Don't do it. What? <laughs> she spoke. And then she bled from the eyes. <laughs> I don't know how I got off on that. Wow. But... I mean, you feel very... I, I, I don't know why I'm not surprised by this information. I was like, yeah, it actually stands to reason. But in order to make it a, a, a more edible, <laughs> a more palatable religion, we have, we're like, cannot, we cannot make statues <laughs> as a 13-year-old girl who's pregnant, you guys. You know, they all power. They're like, can we up the age? Can we make her like, like maybe like even 29, something like, the, like that. The first like, set designer, the very first. Set designer of, like, of Christmas, a church, yes. Christmas is like, I love the display. I love the display. Um, who's the kid? Who's the kid with the baby? That's yeah. Mary. She's 13 years old. Oh, no, no. Oh, we got to We got to get back to one. Who, who's that? Her grandfather? No, that's her husband. Whoa. Okay. No. Now, now, who's the first? What one is this? Maury Povich? No, you got to change that woman out. <laughs> who's the first guy who carved Jesus? He was like a fat guy. And he's like, whoa, 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 guys. They are not going to like this, Jesus. Let's let's save the fat guy for the Buddhists. You know, no, give, no, the, no. give the fat guy put to the, the red suit with the hat on that guy. Yeah. And then take take that guy and then rip his clothes off. Why is he smiling so much? No, no. Make him a little bit sad. <laughs> like, leave the fat smiling guy. <laughs> That's the thing. The Buddhists Get are the really wind machine. chill. Get the wind machine. Now We've put never him on seen the a sad Buddha. We've never seen Buddha like, huh? There's no Eeyore Doing Buddha. Doing <laughs> <laughs> There's my Buddhists are happy because look at their god. Their god's like, hey, everybody in the pool. <laughs> Let Buddha's go of that like, Buddha. Buddha's like that 50 year old uncle who's always just a good time. Yeah. He's always got a beer in his hand. You know, Candy hey. In his house. Yeah. You guys going to Buddha's? Fuck yeah. 
Everybody in Buddha's pool. You're wearing a speedo and you're fat. You got it. You know, you guys. Who wants I was just at Jesus's house, yeah. and if that guy is a real downer, I mean, he's cut, he's ripped, but I mean, he's oh, he's Hungry. such a. He's always like looking sad and going off to the side. You know, his head is always hung. It's, and then there you go to Buddha's, and he's like, "Yeah, I just ordered pizza." <laughs> Welcome to Buddha's house. Come on in. Buddha's house of pizza, B-Hop. Welcome to B-Hop. This stuff is enlightening. If it's not here in 30 minutes, it's not here. Hey, hey, come on. It's come on Buddha's over to Buddha's. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not here in 30 minutes, it's, it's here. Not. Is the pizza You're in your house? You're already full. The pizza's inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha's house of pizza. It's enjoyable. <laughs> It's a good time, right? Yeah. You like Buddha? I just like the um I just I I don't know why I enjoy our talks of oh, We always talk about religion. Well, it that, always comes back to because it's, it's either really like crotches or religion with us. There's like, no It's really kind of fascinating, I think. Yeah, I think we're obsessed with the iconography. If I, mean, I may use a fancy word early in the morning. I think I think yeah. <laughs> Because it's just like, what do you think the real people actually looked like? A, did this really happen? I mean, for all we know, we could, if things were different, we could be praising Canterbury Tales. Like, it's the same <laughs> book of fables, you know? I, but we, we follow it to the T. Well, the nativity is all white people. Yeah. Right. So we already. Except for the three kings. I was about to Except say the, the three, three wise men, you right. mean? Yeah, when the wise men show up, they've got a nice golden tan. Three kings, three wise men. Oh, as we three kings of Orient are. Well, son of a bitch, look at me yeah. making a discovery yeah. in real time. All right. <sighs> I think it's time at last. Do you? Yes. Look at Jules just gave up and he took his headphones off. What is that? What's that shit about? Huh? Are you are you are we all met? Are we here? Are yes. we ready? Okay, hands in the center. Here we go. Yes. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host. Frank Langella. Oh, and I'm Shelley Febre. And we're coming to you from the Maha Abar on the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Move your garbage car. <laughs> I got to get to the packy before the bees drop puck. <laughs> God, I love it. And I love you all for listening because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're whipping them out and we're shouting, here they are, boys! And we're throwing them into the face of some frat boy at a bachelor party after we do our ping pong tricks. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias. Do it! At Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website where you can check out every last episode and make it easy for you. One-stop shopping, DearPodOfficial.com. Email us any questions you have, any suggestions, any loving statements, any any reassurances, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. If you send us an advice question, you could get it answered by two unqualified jackasses on the air. That's us. We have a YouTube page, Dear Pod Official. I think it's dearpodofficial.com all over. The Just world. Dear Pod Official, the world, you know? And it, it made it really easy for you. Go to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Become a subscriber. Give us some money for a mere three or five dollars a month. That's half a latte from Starbucks. You could get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. Like, um, what have we sent them? We've sent them special recipes. We've sent them special um, stories, clips, stories, bedtime stories. I think we need to Pictures. do another Ann Landers bedtime story again. So, so send us well, some we'll things. We'll see. We'll see. And um, 
at this we'll point, see. this episode, am I correct? Will be after the recording, or is this the day before the recording? The I think day it's before. the day before. Okay. You know what happens tomorrow? No. I record my first comedy album, Comedia, on print. I am wetting my pants a little. Um, I think I'm prepared um, a lot. You might want a poise pad. Oh, I should wear one of those during the show. It's called Quiet Confidence right there. Don't think about bombing at all. No, not at all. So I am recording my first comedy album, and I want you there. At QED Astoria. So if you find yourself in the New York metropolitan area, in New England in general, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, come to me in Astoria, Queens, QED, Friday. That's tomorrow, April 8th. This is nuts. 7.30 and 9.30. We do two shows. It's going to be a good time. It's not that big of a venue. I like that. It's cozy. It's intimate. And uh, I want to pack this shit out, y'all. So uh, come, come through. Come through. We need lots of laughs. We need tight, sweet laughs. Are you going to be there? I doubt it. God damn it. I've already put tickets aside for you, so come. Oh, that's terrible. You decide, 7.30 or 9.30 or both, if you well, really want to be supportive. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm putting a gun to my parents' head and making them come to both shows. Oh, God. God, my mother at 10.30 at night is going to be like, oh, God, uh, somebody get me a stretcher. Oh, wow. There's so much happening now, Speaking about pretty women and prostitutes, our theme today <laughs> is babysitting is it oh it is stop it oh my god you panicked me i was like i have nothing else prepared i've prepared some articles on babysitting okay uh i had something else did you babysit because you have lots of brothers and sisters who probably had a shit ton of kids my dad didn't like it when i babysat because i think he thought it was a girl's job correct yep but did you did you babysit? Yeah. You babysat your nieces and nephews, but never some a of, random, right? Uh, some randoms. I didn't really care for it. Who's randoms? Are you babysitting? Can you picture us babysitting? I mean, really? I don't know. I didn't really have a, a whole lot of friends, so I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I, nobody, here's the best part about branding. Nobody has ever asked me to babysit. <laughs> Like, you know, I am so clearly me that they never trusted me alone with their kids. And that is fine by me. That is fine. My friend Sandra used to babysit all the time. I had a friend named Sandra. Sandy. In high school. <laughs> and she wasn't called Sandy. She was called Sandra. Like, what an old woman name for a teenager. Sandra. Sandra. Her name was Sandra. But not Sandra? Not Sandra. No, because it's not. It's a different world. What? Wasn't there a Sandra on that? Oh, no, no, no. That was Cosby Show. Are you uh, talking about 227? There was Sandra on Sandra Clark? Oh. Who the fuck are you talking about? Jim, what the fuck? Sandra, was, wasn't she the oldest daughter in Cosby Show? Yeah. yeah, Sandra. Oh, that. Yeah. See, now we're back on track. So oh. I went and I no babysat. No one cares about Sandra. Nobody, ca- nobody cared about Sandra. Um, but I had a friend named Sandra, and she used to babysit. And I, I went with her on a babysitting gig one night. And I just realized that I was like, oh, yeah, like she brought a friend along to help her babysit. I could never babysit strangers' kids. Never. But here's the thing. This house that I went into, Mm -hmm. the parents were into taxidermy. But like really shitty taxidermy. They had a stuffed squirrel mounted on a curtain. Like face down. 
So it looked like it was it was crawling down the curtain. So if you sat on the couch and you looked up into the right, the squirrel is pointed face down at you. Ass up. Face down. Ass up. That's the way we stuff your squirrels. Why would you want to? I don't. What I don't understand is why would you want these things in your home? And then why would you bring strangers into your home to take care of your children and definitely judge your decor? Like. But like a squirrel, like that's like me having like a giraffe in my house. It's like this doesn't really fit. But that I would al- almost say like, well, that's impressive. I'd be impressed by a giraffe. Yeah. Well, we had to cut a hole in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, where does that go up to? The bathroom. The attic. His face is in the attic. Just yeah. staring at you in the shower. What the fuck? You have to poise him going up up the stairs. You know, just drape him. See, if I were going to do taxidermy, I'd like, you know, I'd want the Kenny Rogers of taxidermy and of things that you shouldn't have in your house. Like you want the bad taxidermy. Yeah. I like, I want like pinwheel eyes that are yeah, yeah. like. Make I it like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like pose it with like a tote bag or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or just like animals that shouldn't be taxidermied, like ferrets. Oh. Like what <clears throat> is that? Is that a Swiffer? A no, squirrel shouldn't have been taxidermied. Skunk. No. Chipmunk. Those almost seem easy though. Because right. they're smaller taxidermy items. But it also is going to scare the shit out of you, like a rat. Ooh, yeah. But you put it on your counter. Mm-hmm. Like a snake. Things to just like really fuck But with you know you. that people do that. People I'm like sure. if you're if you're into taxidermy, there's nothing that you wouldn't stuff. Right. Wow, there there's an ad campaign for you. Well, come on down to Earl's Taxidermy. There's nothing I won't stuff. I'll stuff it. You got it? I'll stuff it. If we're, we're in the uh, the something auto mall next to uh, Buddha's House of Pizza. <laughs> you can come right on over to Earl's after you get yourself a slice of Buddha's House of Pizza. Nobody knows pizza like Buddha. He right, knows a lot. Right next to all you can eat piercing. What? <laughs> Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. The pizza karate place? <laughs> That's New Hampshire. There's a pizza karate place, which is great. Um... My sisters used to babysit, well, obviously, since I'm one of eight, they'd have to babysit um, each other. And one time they decided How to, does that work? One of well, them like the eight old, and the one oldest of them six? Ones. So they decided one night, while my parents were out, they decided to um, swing my sister from the banister <laughs> on a, uh, I believe it was like a, a blanket or something. And they were swinging her back and forth. And she I know exactly s- what you're talking about. Snagged her ear on the railing ah! and ripped it. And then they had to race down the street because, you know, the other nice thing growing up is like you knew your neighbor, so you knew that there was a doctor on your block. Oh, we had a pedophile. I wouldn't be running to that. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did. They like My sister's like, bleeding. Oh, yeah? Oh, from Bring her where? over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of her. You guys go back home. I've got Wait, a bag in my basement. <laughs> you guys like candy? So that was that's what would happen. Wait, when, did she rip her lobe off? I know, she like tore it. Ah! Somebody. So she didn't like leave a lobe behind on the railing. I don't believe so. Just that Lisa is a disaster. Lobe. I mean, like talk about a different time period too. But like your parents would always have the bigger version of you t- taking care of you. Why would they pay for someone? When- Absolutely. Like when you turn eleven, you're like, good luck. It's See a rough ya. world out there, yeah. kid. But it was you're you're a kid watching a kid. Yeah, I don't think I actually ever had a stranger babysitter. No, it was always in the family. It was always cousins. No, I never had a cousin babysitter. So it was just your siblings. Yeah. But they were substantially older than you, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, I don't I actually don't really remember 
anything. No, not really. From childhood. No. Well, let's recover some memories, shall we? <laughs> With some articles okay. about babysitting. Okay. This is going to help you, okay? Start us off. Great. Okay. This is from the Center Daily Times, July 5th, 1986. Dear Abby, when my son was 12 years old, a 19-year-old college girl had sex with him. She was a sitter we hired to stay at our house over a weekend when we went out of town. When he was 14, a 17-year-old married woman had sex with him all summer. (gasps) I didn't know about these experiences while they were going on. He is 16 now, and he just told me about these sex experiences, and I was very much upset. Lately, he has been spending a lot of time at home at the home of a 38-year-old divorced woman. He denies that there is any sex going on, but I don't believe him. I told his father, and he just said, boys will be boys. Don't worry about it. I feel as though my son was molested, even though he was a willing partner. Is my husband right? What is your opinion? Signed, upset mother. We're coming in hot today, aren't we? Hey, Mary Kay Latorna. (laughs) Dear upset, even though your son was probably a willing partner, the women with whom he had sex sex with are guilty of having sex with the minor, which is statutory rape. Boys will be boys and women will be women, but parents should be responsible parents, which includes educating their children in matters of sex. That means self-control, birth control, and VD prevention. A father-son talk is long overdue, but at this stage of the game, it would be like giving a fish a bath. At this stage of the game, he'd give the father advice. Like, Let me tell Here's you. Here's what you want to do. I got together with this chick Peggy, right? Yeah. First of all, you got this thing called the taint. And then you, she goes down there. <laughs> the what? Let me help you. You know what? Let, let me just demonstrate. Come here. 15? So. 15. My son was 12, and he had a 19-year-old babysitter. And what 19-year-old is having sex with a 12-year-old boy? Oh, all of it is so uncut. How hot was this kid? Well, it didn't say. There's no picture. <laughs> dear, dear, but 12, dear Abby, I'm also giving you a photo so you can see truly how gorgeous he is. I can't imagine. He's a Brad Pitt of 12-year-olds. 12. 12. What kind of bag do you have to put over your head to make that okay? 19. Like, I I don't think anyone... I When I was 19, I didn't want anyone that was like 16. No! I always Let liked an older 12. man, which was probably creepy in hindsight, but still... Well, yeah. Yeah, 12, 12. I can't, I can't. It, it makes me, it is, this makes me uncomfortable. This makes my skin crawl. Well, it happened. Well, deal with it. But look at the Mary Kay Latornos of the world. Wasn't she like a teacher and, and she got with her student? Right, and then they had kids. Yeah, and, they and they're like still together. Right, but don't you think it's a little bit of grooming? Oh, yeah, because you're highly impressionable. Because they don't know this is their first sexual experience. Yeah, so they just think this is the norm. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, I like this. Yeah, I'm And they don't it. know what a woman of the appropriate age appropriate is. Appropriate age would even give to them. That's so creepy. They kind of lost all the innocence of sex. Did she? They, they never said, like, should I, should I press charges? You, you can't. It was also the 80s, the Wild West of... <laughs> We didn't really have a litigious society back then. No, because I don't think they really. I don't know. I don't. I can't even say that because I don't know. I don't know. We were kids in the eighties. Yes, that's wasn't true. it a good time? 
Good old milk great. carton kids. It was yeah, great. People were just, we were hot. Razor we were blades sexy. and trick-or-treat candy. And <laughs> yeah, we did. We had the razor blades. We had the milk cartons. We Everybody aspirin, wanted us. We had the fingers yeah. and the Diet Pepsi. It was cool. Yeah. What a good time good, to be alive. Good times. What a good time to be abducted, you know? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You just go out the front door. We'll see you when Never it gets dark come back. out. No Never ringing the dinner back. bell. Never come back. <laughs> Never come back, child of the 80s. There you go. All right. I have an article for you. Are you ready for it? Yes. This comes from the Anderson Independent Mail, Anderson, South Carolina, August 9th, 1978. Babysitters take advantage of relatives. Dear Anne, occasionally my husband and I can squeeze an evening out of our budget. This includes a babysitter for our two children. It seems lately that babysitters are costing us double and triple, but not in fees. It's food. Both girls are related to us, and I don't want to fire them because it would cause hard feelings in the family. I always leave a snack for the sitter, but when I return, I find she has devoured the tuna salad or luncheon meat I was saving for my husband's lunch. She opens cans of fruit, cuts into cakes and pies I prepare for bridge club, and uses a quarter of a pound of butter over popcorn. I have told both sitters what to eat and what not to eat, but it does no good. Now, what do I do, Anne Landers? Signed, no tightwad, but no Rockefeller either. Dear NT, I telephoned Mrs. J. Rockefeller, the wife of the governor of West Virginia, and asked what she would do under the circumstances. Her reply was as follows. No woman should allow herself to be taken advantage of, whether she's a Rockefeller or not. There's a principle involved that has to do with mine and thine. To permit the sitters to violate that principle would be to condone a lack of integrity, to say nothing of bad manners. I would give the girls one more chance. Ask what they consider a tasty snack, write it down, and add a line saying, anything else is off limits. If, after that, they help themselves to forbidden goodies, I would terminate their services. P.S. I think that the first mistake was made in hiring relatives. Ayan! I don't think I would cut into anything that hasn't been cut into. Cut? (laughs) Also. finish off the tuna salad? I have such an issue. I have things about people, even if you're related, going into somebody else's fridge. It feels like you're rifling through someone's underwear drawer. Even if they're like, help yourself to anything. I feel a little weird. Why? About opening, you're fine with like, do you ever have that friend when you were a kid who would come over and fully just open up your fridge and rifle through it? And you're like, what? No. Are you? Yeah. No. You of all people, you would not walk into somebody's house and be like, even if you're related to them, would you go through their fridge? I'd, well, most people ask if they. Well, you're mostly invited into a fridge like a vampire. You have to invite right. them into your home. Right. You wouldn't just willy nilly whip it open. No. Could you imagine, like, but if you're babysitting, yeah, you're fucking. What are you supposed to sit there and starve? No, but she says she leaves out stuff for them. But also, it's like, what stuff is she leaving out? You right. like cucumbers? Uh-huh. Uh cucumbers. You guys, and, uh, I steam these artichokes for you, and, but don't uh, touch anything else. Right, some Necco wafers and some black licorice. I hope you enjoy. But don't touch that tuna salad. That's right. for the week. Mm-hmm. Here's some warm pop. No, Ooh, don't ever say pop in front of me ever again. That's <laughs> uncomfortable. What if Buddha was your babysitter? You got to put out <laughs> Buddha's babysitting services. Hey, I, I hope you guys don't mind. I helped myself to this carrot cake. Nobody sliced into it yet, but I'm your babysitter. I'm Buddha. 
Enlightenment in exchange for your carrot cake. Make some brownies. Um, Buddha, um, the baby's 27 now. What are you still doing coming over? Oh, that's awkward. I don't know. I never wrote it in my day planner to stop coming over every Tuesday. That would explain the empty refrigerator. I brought beer. Buddha's beer. Buddha's beer and baked goods. Welcome to Buddha's. But I would expect to feed for, like, food to be out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got to feed your sitter. Yeah, eating, but also, what are these, like, I just picture them just coming back and everything is just raided. Doors are open. Cabinets are just, like, on the hinges. Who? How big is your babysitter? It's like my 600-pound life. It's like empty, like, cartons of everything. I tried to look after your baby, but I couldn't move under the weight. They go and the baby's hanging from the crib because it crawled out. I couldn't get there fast enough. I couldn't get through the doorframe. These brownies are delicious. I had indigestion. Yeah. And you grease the door frame, you drive me home. It's a, it just put me in the back of your pickup truck to drive me back to my parents. Just roll me in the direction of my house. <laughs> All right, give me an article. This is from the Shreveport Journal, Shreveport, Louisiana, July 23rd, 1977. Dear Abby, we are the parents of two boys, age six and seven. A very sweet 14-year-old neighbor girl babysits for us. She always has been very reliable, and the boys adore her. Several nights ago, the six-year-old told me that the sitter said that they could stay up an hour past their bedtime if they took off their clothes and ran through the house naked. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Just wait. She said that they could do that if what? Wait. <laughs> Several nights ago, the six-year-old told me that the sitter said that they could stay up an hour past their bedtime if they took off all of their clothes and ran through the house. Where naked. are you getting your disgusting <laughs> articles today? We're going to get arrested even talking about this. He said they refused and they went to bed. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. The seven-year-old confirmed the story and added a few more disturbing details. I know that kids sometimes make up things, but after I explained the seriousness of their accusations, they assured me they were telling the truth. It's hard to believe this girl would do something like this, but what do I do now? Should I talk to her mother? She's a nice woman and would probably be shocked and hurt, but she'd want to know if this were true. Or should I talk to the girl? I can't have her babysit again thinking something might happen to my sons. I don't want to hurt anyone unnecessarily, but children must be protected. Signed, Perplexed Mother. Okay. Dear Mother... Talk to the girl, not in a judgmental or accusatory way, but as a concerned mother who doesn't want her sons involved in further nudie games. You could also use this incident to impact some badly needed elementary sex education to a young girl who is naturally curious. You can stay up late, but you gotta take off all your clothes. <laughs> I am getting so hot, I'm gonna take my clothes off. That's how Jules you got me. Six and seven, you're, you're gonna, gonna take, take your, your clothes off. off. And quote unquote, run around the house, run around the house. This girl is developing some serious kinks very early on. Can you imagine if you were a her boyfriend and stop by, or b the pizza delivery guy, and you just see two children running the crazy? Was it a tactic naked. to get them to go to bed early? Because mission accomplished. These kids are like, I'm good. I'll just, you know what? Was I'm it a joke? To... Yeah, you can stay up late if you run around the house all naked. Maybe she's like trying, <laughs> like she's a really dark humor, but for children, they don't understand. 
Yeah. Why don't you run around the house naked on fire? Oh, okay. What the hell happened to our kids? I said if they uh, hey, want to stay up late, uh, I said set themselves on fire, run around. Oh, they left and they out did. the fire part. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, Susie, would you talk to the kid or would you talk to the mother? Would you go straight to the source? Mm. I think I'd tell the mother before I would talk to Susie McGee, the babysitter. I don't know. I think maybe I'd, I'm like, I think I'd talk to the girl because then if the mother has her own issues about sex and whatever, then she might rip into this one and then create a bigger problem. Okay, if you say, all right. Hey, a couple things. Did you ask my kid to run around? Yeah. Naked? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. That's inappropriate. <laughs> so, okay, about that. Um, don't. And did you eat this carrot cake? And what do you because smell it like was from our bridge club. Oh, my God. My kids yeah. smell like tuna and they're naked in bed. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Where are my Triscuits? Yeah, and I, how did you get a zipper mask that small? Put your small? pants They're on, Winnie the Pooh. Seven. My God. <laughs> <laughs> zipper mask that small. I make them. I craft. Hi, Susie. Um, yeah? Yeah. So the kids said that if they stayed up three hours past their bedtime, uh, uh, they'd have to run around the house naked with a zipper mask on, a gag ball, and singing songs from La Cage Faux. I don't know what... Is happening in your brain? Um, well, okay, yeah, but they left out the part where I said, could they pee on me shouting house on fire? Oh, okay, never mind. Here's $25. Have a good night. Thanks. <laughs> That's good payment for the 80s. I'll I take guess. that. Speaking of payment, I have a final article for you. Are you ready? Yes. This one comes from the Clarion Ledger in Jackson, Mississippi, December 13th, 1975. Babysitting wage has her puzzled. Dear Ann Landers, I'm a 16-year-old girl who has been reading your column for a long time. I believe you give sound advice. Now I have a problem and I hope you can help me. I've done babysitting for these people who are friends of my parents. They have four very active children. About four months ago, I told the woman I thought I deserved an increase from 50 cents an hour to 75 cents. She said she'd compromise and pay me 60 cents. I babysat for two other families and received 75 cents an hour from them. I really need the money, but decided not to make an issue of it with the first lady because of the family friendship. Three weeks ago, the great compromiser needed a sitter on short notice. I had another commitment. She begged me to find another find her another sitter. I did. She paid that girl 75 cents an hour. The following week, I sat for her and she paid me 60 cents an hour. I am puzzled by her attitude. I know this woman likes me and so do her children. I always do a good job and completely reliable. Why won't she pay me 75 cents an hour? Please answer these questions and give me some advice. Signed, Short Changed. Dear Short, would you pay a sitter 75 cents an hour if you knew you could get it for 60 cents? Well, this is the way Mrs. Compromise has it figured. When you make it clear that you are no longer available at the old price, she will either pay the new price or get someone else and pay her 75 cents an hour. The perfect Christmas gift. And, oh, wait, <laughs> there's an ad for... <laughs> Ooh, I just merged it. <laughs> abort, abort, abort. And Landers. Can you, can you imagine someone's like, thank you so much, and that pulls out their... Coin purse. And coin you- purse. That was back in the days when we had coin purses. Can I, you imagine being paid in Sacagaweas? I'd be like, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. stop giving me 
change. And this was before they had coin stars. So they had to roll. Back in my day, we had to roll our coins and put them in small paper pouches to bring to the ye old bank stops. I would be like, and then you have to walk home. Like, can you imagine then you like, you're running home with your cargo pants filled with change. Yeah. Just like bruising your, your thighs and hands. And you're a target for anybody who's like, that girl's babysitting. She's got changed. Get her, Earl. I can't run. This change is so it's heavy. weighing me down. Oh All this God. metal. She only had dimes. <laughs> dimes. She literally nickel and dimed this girl. Yeah. Bump it up, Rockefeller. Oh my God. 75. Also, it's just easier to pay 75 cents just in logistics. Three quarters instead of sifting through two quarters and a dime. How did you hear Tommy? Well, he was running from the babysitter again. (laughs) How did you not hear him? But he was naked. (laughs) How did you hear him? (laughs) This is why they have to take their clothes off. (laughs) He had to run with the dimes in his hands. (laughs) (laughs) So much nudity this week. My God. I mean, I I didn't set out, I didn't set out to have this. Topic. You had the dirtiest. I was reading. I I don't know what I was looking at, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "What the Christ? Christ with arms? These are dirty articles you have all Correct. about the pedophiles." Yes, we had we had a pedophile on our road. We did not grow up by a doctor, <laughs> and they did a sting too. Like, they, they did a Dateline sting. Oh, such a lovely place to grow up, you know. Simple, sweet, suburban. Wow, this sweet, is a really suburban. dark block. I know. We had, like, four doctors on our block. And this is the creepy part. He ran, like, that- he ran a kinder care. I mean, talk about hiding in plain sight. <laughs> Dead silence. When you love what you do. Shut up. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. He's really committed. You really shouldn't shit where you eat. <laughs> that is. But you should ask kinder- other people to do it for you. <laughs> was the kinder care in his house? Yes. Oh, my. So it's just and like. And this was on your block? A slaughterhouse. Yeah. He this was, was just temple grandening all the kids to the, the house. It was on the block. Yeah. He didn't take care of us. Uh-huh. Nope. Is that why you're upset? <laughs> I was hot. That's one sexy baby. I don't understand. I ran around your house naked and nothing. <laughs> no tuna salad, no carrot cake, no pies. You didn't nothing. even burp the tuna salad in my mouth. <laughs> Stop it, gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Do you want to <laughs> run around the house naked? Did you just have tuna? I did. <laughs> I also had some chicken salad, too. <laughs> the way you acted out the burp is so just really good acting. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I just that is terrible. Do you have a cigarette? Yeah, it was in the tuna salad. It was discounted because of the woman that made it. Yeah, <laughs> is that a camel crush? Yeah, menthol. Stop it. <laughs> oh, you, know my of, you, you know a lot about cigarettes for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I know a lot. I know. You should be surprised. Well, you should. Well, well I got them from the vending machine. Yeah, you Easy saw me enough. run around. I got it's 1984. More than, Nobody gives a shit. I'm above average eight-year-old. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> oh, God. What do you say? Should we do a little Instagram mail today? Yeah. Moving right along. It's time, time for, 
Instagram mail, Instagram mail. I'll run around your house naked if you like. But I don't tell anyone. I was saving that pie for the family party. I'm really sorry that I ate all the food. <laughs> Who ate five racks of ribs? That was for our I was saving this Brontosaurus burger for tomorrow. God damn it! All the salami's gone. I got your salami right here. <laughs> right here, all right, God. Jimmy. I'm not back running around back. the house, you sexy seven-year-old. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> all right, we have an Instagram. Put your man. pigs in a blanket. In a blanket. <laughs> We're going to get arrested this week, damn it. But not until we read Instagram mail. That's right. Email us any of your advice questions to dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial <laughs> gently. What are you wearing in that DM? Tuna salad. That's what I'm wearing, mm, baby. How Lady Gaga. A hummingbird you? cake? So we take your advice questions and we will answer them like. Anne and Abby on the air every week. So we have one advice question to answer this week. Patois, will you do it for me, baby? Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. Do it, baby. Do it to me one more time. Like you're Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) I'm just wearing a shirt. No pants or a belt. (laughs) What if, what if like the first iteration was Winnie the Pooh? Like, oh, nice T-shirt. What is that? It's a cock ring. Why does the bear have a cock ring? Why is it a cock ring? Why is he wearing just a T-shirt? Why has he got no pants? Yeah, like why? And also, who was the first guy to draw these bears? And he really set the standard for for animated bears from there on out. You always see a bear wearing a shirt with no pants. And is Piglet wearing like a singlet? I don't know. Oh yeah, like a onesie. Yeah. I mean, what's happening? Well, at least he's covered at the bottom. I guess. Yes. Okay. Dear Pod, I went through a pretty major breakup a few months ago. I was with the person for eight years. I'm finally starting to feel like myself, and I want to start putting myself out there again. Any advice on where to begin? Dating is a whole different ballgame since the last time I was out there. Signed, Desperate to Date. Desperate. Dear Desperate, don't be so desperate. You just got parole from eight years of lockup. You've got your freedom back. Now go spread your wings and something else and prepare to fly and have some fun. Don't be in such a rush to jump back in the dating cesspool. It's a lot like the pool from National Lampoon's Vacation. The first one, the green pool. (laughs) You You need to undo all the crap a relationship can do to you and you need to create a distance from that. So if that means being a Samantha rather than a Charlotte, Go forth and color with every crayon in your box. We need to stop talking about Sex in the City because did you see? It's renewed. It's renewed. And just like that, we did this to ourselves. You guys, as a people, we hated it so much. We hate watched it to the second season. To the season. point that we brought on a second season. Uh-huh. So we make our decisions. It's like, you know, vote with your cash type thing. It, you, mm. We did this. Yes. And we can undo this. It's like when people hate watch a rom-com. Now what have we done? We've Kate Hudson. I, I hate you. So I was literally going to say we gave Kate Hudson a career. Oh, my God. We did this to us. Yeah. We elevated her to a, a place that she shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And because we had more faith in her because of her performance in Almost Famous. And One we gave and her two. everything. And yes. Owen Wilson, we've done this to ourselves. We have Owen Wilsoned ourselves. We have Kate Hudsoned ourselves. And we have talked ourselves into a second season of that garbage fire and just like that. And of course I'm going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Of course I am. Here's what Anne has to say. 
Dear Des, I may be the wrong person to ask. The last time I dated, Eisenhower was in office. My Jules and I met on Ancestry.com. We double dated with Moses, so I may not be the foremost authority on dating in 2022. I do, however, know that if you're signing the name Desperate, you're already screwed. One thing that never goes out of style is confidence. If you're re-entering the wild world of wooing, desperation is the world's worst cologne. Worse than Old Spice Bear Glove. So approach this new phase of your life lightly. Release your Thanos death grip and get into the mindset of having a good time, meeting lots of people, and discovering this year's new STDs. It seems like all these kids nowadays are online. There's Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, Grindr, Match, Snack, and my personal favorite, Venmo. There's something for everyone. Find a nice Jewish boy on J-Date, a sweet virgin on Christian Mingle, or a man who chuffs his own weed on Farmers Only. There's a million ways you can meet people online. Hell, I know a couple who met on a Peloton app. Then you can find someone who's annoying as you are. Since the invention of the internet, modern man has been using this invention to get laid. Or hey, you can meet someone the old-fashioned way. Drunk. I say fire up your modem. Write yourself a perfect fake bot. Choose your favorite photo of you doing yoga in front of Machu Picchu for your profile pic and get in the game. The only way to win is if you play. A lot. Good luck, you desperate son of a bitch, and happy heart hunting. Aeon! Desperation by Calvin Klein. Desperation. Why don't you love me? Call me. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he, why won't you text me right back? Wait, before we move on, did you ever, because you've been with Marcus for a long time, yeah. you're a serial monogamist, like yeah. myself. Uh, did you ever do any of the apps? Um, I did when I first came out. Because I didn't know how I wasn't successful. But when you people. first came out, Christ, what was that? eHarmony? Something like that. Match. I think Snatch. I tried match. Oh, vintage. That's like the OG. That's but like the MySpace of. I didn't even like. I had a computer, but I didn't really use a computer, so I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing. Because did you have to do? Was this back when you had to like sign on? Yes. So then I was just like, this is dumb. It's not that. To- that tells you how badly you wanted to get with somebody if you were willing to sit through an internet handshake. If you're like. Yee! Yeah, and then it's twenty minutes is, later. You're like, I'm bored. I don't yeah, wanna. I was like, I didn't. It was immediately like, this is not. I don't want to date this much. No, no. too much work. It. You had to go back when America was online. That's that how it. long ago you and started dating. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for that. No, uh, I started to fill out an eHarmony profile, which was the longest. It would have been easier for me to donate a liver than. To finish filling out this form, it was. Is that that pages. creepy old guy? The, the, hi, hi! I'm the crypt keeper. I'm the yeah, like that's your spokesman. I'm the preacher, I'm the preacher from Poltergeist. <laughs> Come into my house. Fill hi. this out in my basement. I look like the U.S. Senate. Do you wanna? <laughs> you wanna get with somebody hotter than me? Look at my stained khaki pants. What a weird yeah. idea to have I him. I can't as control the, my stained urine. khaki pants. <laughs> Who doesn't love a navy blue blazer and a sensible penny loafer? <laughs> Is this the target audience? Yeah, like, who's your demographic? Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like, that's him. You guys, my grandpa set me up with somebody. <laughs> and then it's all like these 20-year-olds like, we met on uh, eHarmony through the preacher? No, you didn't. <laughs> the preacher for Poltergeist too. <laughs> you're all gonna die. Wow, that's a weird... I mean, you're all gonna date. <laughs> 
Why is that guy setting me up? You guys, my dad's dad set me up. There's nothing sexy or enticing about that man setting you up. Ew. The eHarmony guy. They, and they went, like, did he invent the company? Why was he the spokesman? They couldn't even know. find, like, couldn't his daughter be the spokesperson? <laughs> Anybody else? Granddaughter, Christ. I don't, I don't think I want a face to any of these things because then I'd associate it with that. Yeah, and that's how I associated it. I would but just that want a like voiceover of, and just like, show me what it is. But remember that was like, Match.com was like the hookup app and eHarmony was like, I'm looking for something more serious. And oh. they made you fill out pages upon pages of like, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? Who do you want to touch? Who do you not want to touch? Is this the one where we have to say, do you like this face or this face? Do you it was like Rorschach test, basically. Yeah. No, no, that was that was something different. I, I don't that know. Was what match. That. I, think I don't know. I did not make it through all of the pages. I literally made it to page nine, and I was like, ugh, you know what? Save, save. I'll just do it later. And then I met my Jules the next day. And basically, what I'm saying is that I started dating Jules just so I didn't have to finish filling out that profile. I finished. It was one, a means to an end. And I actually went on a date and I was, you know, because they're like, here's the pictures. Like, do you like this this face or this face, this face? And I was like. Well, that's what Tinder is, isn't it? You're swiping. No, oh, you had to not, compare the faces against each yeah, other? Yeah, but they're not like real people. I mean, they're real people, but they're not like, you're not being paired with this Oh, person. it's like a prototype. Yeah. Like, oh, you like this type of nose. You like this type of eye. You like this type of. That's was, fucked up. This that's is like weird. 20 years ago. And so then I went on a date and like, this is awful. It's like robo dating. I'm like, what kind of Playmobil person is this? <laughs> they this is literally... not. This is person comes up to my nipples. He looks like he's in uh, uh, like the Jersey Shore. I'm like, this is fucking. Uh, what did I? What did what I did put? I put in the algorithm? Did I do the opposite is... of what? What the fuck? I, I probably. This is did. like Jules's weird Instagram algorithm with all the ladies modeling cardigans. Yeah, you like that? You, you like, like this? That? You want more of this? Oh, you want me to cover my ass <laughs> with this cardigan? <laughs> No, Berenstein Bears, no. Yeah, you like this Snuggie? Mm, Look at me. I'm falling asleep. Berenstein Bears. Berenstein. Jim, she thinks it's Berenstein Bears. Is it Berenstein Bears or is it Berenstein Bears? Berenstein Bears. Right. So they're a nice Jewish bear family. Right. Why did I have Berenstein in my head? No one is going to call it Berenstein. Berenstein Bears. Look at that Berenstein. Look at that Berenstein rug. And then someone at Charmin's like, I got it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Bear shit in the woods. Bear stain. Ad campaign. Done and done. Bear There's a crossover. Shit. I get it now. What are you doing in that tree? I'm taking a shit. Well, you should use the new improved double roll Charmin. In that Mama, tree. Mama, stain. It's Berenstain's. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. What if, <laughs> like, if you actually saw Close bear- the twig. Close the twig. Fun fact. When you see bear shit in the wood, they don't want to be watched they don't want to be looked at. What? If you were walking through the woods and you saw a bear taking a shit, he's like, do you mind? A little privacy here, okay? Could you at least get me a new roll? <laughs> Could you help a bear out? <laughs> Can you make some noise? Double flush. This is do one something. Ply. When I am done dropping this deuce, I'm going to eat you at that fucking picnic site. <laughs> you better run. <laughs> I'm going to rip right I'm through I'm shame the- shitting right now. <laughs> I'm going to rip right through that fucking tent and eat your wife. <laughs> or they act like I do when somebody, like, you know when you have a door that won't, like, lock? And mm-hmm. it's somebody, you're like, oh, you're really just rolling the dice? Yeah. It always gives me a heart attack whenever I have to go to the bathroom in public because I'm like, did this lock really work? And uh, then, uh, right. <laughs> so if I were a bear, I'd be like, there's someone in here! There's someone in here, please! <laughs> 
Or when the door is just, it's like six feet between like the wall. And I'm like, if I can see that person urinating, they can see me. Absolutely. And this is some fucking like copycat killer movie with Sigourney Weaver. And I hate that. <laughs> the, the Harry Connick Jr. I mean, come on. But that's the only way that you can see if someone's in there. You're checking the cracks. You're checking everybody's crack. Well, uh, I just, I like it. I, the, if the door is fully closed, I'm not going to push it open because I'm assuming that someone's in there. Yeah. Because they're so like fragile that I could probably unlock it just by whispering. Well, I know. It. And that's what gives me a heart attack. Also, so when I'm in like a, a, a private stall situation, and, and the the door is within reach, I always put my hand on the door, which creates a nice, you know, yeah. traction between no, it's good. the butt and the hand. A lot yeah. of gay bars don't have... Doors. Um, they have doors, or, like, they don't have a lock. So you're just... It's just kind of like... I mean, no one's really going like, to... If, if you're at a gay bar, though, and you got to take a shit, you're like, oh, <gasps> God. You leave. That's you leave you, the that's bar. That's it's like, listen... I know we're friends, but this is, I'm going to test you. I need you to stand, stand in front outside of the door. Oh, so you have like a sentinel. I mean, I've never had to do that, but. I, girls would do that all the time. You work as a team. You, you, you just have, you have like a bouncer <laughs> standing out in front of your do door. You mind, like, st- do you mind standing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Hey, Stacy, the next two drinks are on you because this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> but as the bouncer, somebody walks up, you're like, excuse me, ma'am, I'm going to need to see your card. I can't let you in there. Sorry, can't let you in there. Stacy's taking a dump. Yeah, Stacy's here again. Move it along. Move it she along. Was Find another stall. She ate that rotten egg salad. She ate that carrot cake. She shouldn't have cut into it. She ate it. that uh, carrot cake and that eight-year-old. <laughs> Funny, he was running around the house. I didn't think she was going to be able to catch him. Anyway, <laughs> move along. I don't know. Move you grease the pig once. Shame on me. Grease it twice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what we're, we're doing? We're coming into home. It's time. Four specialty cocktails, specialty drink. Talking about beers, shitting in the woods. Occupied, occupied. Please use another one. Oh my god! Please use another tree. I'm gonna rub my my butt up against the the wood. It better not be one of those bear-stained bears in that toilet. God damn it! Will you stop inviting the bear-stained bears over here? I have perfectly. I have to cover all the furniture whenever. Honey, the oh, Berenstain Bears are coming over again. The bears are German. Huh. What is that? Interesting. <laughs> they told me that when they were feeding on Grandma. Hello, I am Otto Berenstein. <laughs> I am your next door neighbor. Honey, we're moving. <laughs> your grandmother was delicious. I hope she you don't mind. She screamed the entire time I started with her feet and ended in her head. My children will be playing on the trampoline all hours of the day. We're moving. We're moving. <laughs> Berenstein Bears are next door. God damn it. I always make such... I got, I got the Berenstein Bears mail again today. I'm not taking it over there. No, you take it over there. No, you. No, you. As soon as the kids put their clothes on, I'll have them go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is there a better way to cap off this episode than a specialty cocktail, which this week is, get ready for it, hot seltzer! Yes, James Jules Ferris is leaving the kids with a sitter tonight, but he's no fool. He's mocked all the bottles in the bar with a marker. You steal the booze, no tip for you! Here are the ingredients. Ready? One can of shitty hot seltzer. Here's what you do with it. Open can and choke down contents. 
He has a real severe opinion about the hard seltzer. The white claw, the mermaid, whatever that is. Here are the tasting notes. When I was trying to figure out what booze would a babysitter steal from me, I realized how old I actually was. I dated myself back to the shoulder-padded days of the 1980s. I wanted Erin and Patty to enjoy the horrors of bottles and James wine coolers. Apparently, no one seems to sell them anymore. I'm guessing due to embarrassment. According to Wikipedia, the first widely available commercial example of the style was Two Dogs, which was brewed from 1993 in Australia and was widely claimed to be world's first brewed alcoholic lemonade. This is before Mike's Hard Lemonade. Despite the pre-existence of such traditional drinks like Zima. Paving the way for similar commercial products such as Hooper's Hooch and Mike's Hard Lemonade. There you go. go. Analysts attribute the success of hard seltzer in general to increased demand from health-conscious consumers. As for me, I cannot drink this swill, so I will leave it in the refrigerator for the babysitter, house guest, or Erin McGuire to steal. To them, it's like champagne and caviar. Just sad. And that is the hard seltzer. What flavor do we got? We got grapefruit. Ooh, pamplemousse. Cheers to you. I enjoy a hard seltz. I love the smell of the grapefruit. And I, I like think I've convinced myself to enjoy hard seltzer because this feels a little funky to me. Is it possible for it to go bad? Maybe it's just the grapefruit Spiked is really seltzer. just fermented. Bon and Viv. Do you, Bon and Viv, this is Bon and Viv's grapefruit seltzer. Do you drink hard seltzer? No. I went through a big hard seltzer period and then I sort of tapped out. It is, is kind of Zima-ish, but it feels like... Is it like... May 28th, 2019? <gasps> or is it... Is this new? Oh, my God! Is that what it says on the bottom? Okay. 28 May 19. <laughs> oh, no! I didn't think seltzers went bad! That's how long you've had it. <gasps> See, that's... Clearly, I went through a period of hard seltzer in 2019, and we haven't thrown any of this stuff out since. Yeah. And I just thought it, it, it tasted like Isn't a... this what it normally tastes like? And how does seltzer go bad? I don't know. We're going to find out in about an hour when this thing hits home. Who knew? Well, I'm ex- is, it, is it less calories if it's two years later? Four years later? 2019? <laughs> you guys. I don't. Whoops. I think that we bad. should slide this into the center and just talk about it. Let's just talk about White Claw. I it's went not through, White Claw. It's Bon This is Bon and Viv. Um, we're going to go through the fridge, and we're going to have a cleaning party after this. Uh, we're going to check some dates on some things. <laughs> this will definitely, if you guys had kids, I definitely would, would <laughs> like, don't worry about it. I won't eat a thing. Everything's I expired. I would. Every fr- babysitter doesn't eat anything. Don't trust the chicken salad. <laughs> I won't because it's gurgling. It walked away on its own. Don't worry. It's brown, so I won't. So I'm good. I'm good. It's got a whole colony living in there now. Look at that coat on that jello. Wow, everything's got penicillin in our house. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.